0: The Florida Panthers sweep their four-game road trip, capping it off with a 5-1 victory over the St. Louis Blues behind hometown kid Matthew Gachuk getting a hat trick, and the Florida Panthers now have their third-longest winning streak in franchise history.
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And welcome in to this Wednesday, January 9th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monday Man 12 Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fando.com slash locked on to get started. So the Florida Panthers finish off this road trip in St. Louis with a 5-1 victory for their first win in St. Louis since March 9th of 2020, a few days before the world shut down as well due to COVID-19, and for this one, not a lot of 5-on-5, five five, just under 39 minutes in in, in a 5-on-5 five five play, a lot of special teams, and the Panthers really set the tone as far as special teams as well. The fourth line also set the tone as well in the first period for the Panthers, behind Matthew Kachuk's hat trick for a 5-1 victory, but it's a Wednesday, which means it is a Winans Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast here is jacob winens and jacob this this it, it this feels great my friend i'm pumped i am having a blast so many adjectives to describe what's going on right now with the cats uh how are you feeling my friend
1: man they are cooking right now this is uh this is definitely the best team in hockey uh the last couple of weeks uh, it's kind of funny we we talked a, a couple of weeks ago uh, previewing this trip uh, and we said you know the expectation is not to go and, and win every game. You just kind of want to stay above 500 in this stretch and, and keep pace. But they, they haven't lost since. Uh, it's, it's, this has been the best hockey we've seen in, in, in a long time. Definitely the best hockey since the playoffs last year. Um, this this is a, a pretty enjoyable stretch right now. Everything seems to be firing on all cylinders. Uh, the goaltending has been great. Defense has been great. Sam Reinhart is untouchable right now. Matthew Kuchuk is playing his best hockey since the Carolina series um it's it's a it's a really good time to watch panthers hockey right now
0: and i'm going to toot my own horn once again about the whole bold prediction about matthew kachuk getting the same amount of goals in the month of january i just was not expecting it to be in four games uh to start the month now six goals uh for those who are counting at home and it's it's crazy for for this one as well i mean I know I mentioned at the top not a lot of 5 on 5 play for for the Panthers but re- really that really happened towards the last 40 minutes but even for the Panthers uh, really the 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 line that was setting the tone was the fourth line Ke- um Kevin Stenlin, Yona Gadjevich, William Lockwood as well just create just their just being their tena- their tenacity on the puck as well. I mean, I know William Lockwood didn't convert on the breakaway. He lost his handle and all but just making up for it as well, where Kevin Stenlin gets a defensive zone draw, Ekblad lifts the puck, and then they go on a on a on a quick rush. Jack Gajevich's uh, shot is saved, and then gets it to Stenlin, where all eyes were on them. No, nobody picks up Kevin Stenlin there. But even 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 for a court like Corzy four for the other three lines outside of the fourth line, everyone had a minus of uh, under fifty percent Corsi four. The second line. Stuck in their own zone quite a bit in the, in the in the first period. Their Corsi four was thirty three percent, not the best as far as that one to start the game. Uh, thought that that and the, and it really <laughs> the third shot of the game for the St. Louis Blues was that that goal that they that they scored where where Um neighbors gets through through Mikola and then and then they get they get the the rebound opportunity a, a, as well for for the goal by uh, Braden Shen but really after that i mean the the panthers as far as their 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 sticks i mean even when they weren't breaking up entries and and the puck was just a little loose and then the st. louis blues were able to retrieve it in their offensive zone the panthers defense was set as well that that is the best thing about what they've done as far as their active sticks on the night
1: yeah i mean the the first period it was uh, kind of a sluggish start um, for every line but the fourth line, and this this game was kind of like a perfect example of what you want your fourth line to do. Energy wise, um, they really kind of dragged their team into the fight. Everyone was kind of uh, going through the motions a little bit in the first period. You, you get behind a goal, uh, and the fourth the fourth line, uh, even when they don't score a goal, it's just the energy, the forechecking, the uh, the chances, the just pinning the other team in their own zone. Uh, that that's what you're kind of looking for, and then getting a goal is just kind of icing on top of the cake. Uh, and and I feel like uh, I feel like the fourth line really really brought the energy in that first period and got them, uh, got the rest of the team into the game. Uh, I feel like Lockwood deserved better on that breakaway. He's been yeah. he's been really really close past few games. He's been buzzing, and I thought uh, just the the puck luck wasn't there for him. But he gets he does get on the score sheet with the uh, the Stenland goal. Kevin Stenland had a fantastic road trip. Uh, he his he's really proving his worth. Uh, this season so far, but this road trip was, is the best hockey we've seen him play. Um, I, I feel like the fourth line is, uh, really deserves a ton of credit for that first period. They, they were the the one line really going, uh, and it gave the the rest of the team a, a chance to get their legs under them and find their footing, um, which is really all you can ask for from your fourth line. And then getting a goal on top of it to keep the game tied going into that second period, that's, that's a massive difference maker for sure.
0: Yeah, and, and you think about how how the panthers in their power play even on their first one uh that that they had i mean kachuk had plenty of chances with him being all alone and then trying to between the legs uh opportunity as well but then and but then later on in in, in the second period uh the they use that same triangle play from bark off on the near side wall kachuk to sam reinhardt now 29 goals on the season four uh sam reinhardt as, as well And uh, the broadcast mentioned this during the uh, winning streak for uh, Sam Reinhart, six goals on 13 shots uh, during it. That's what that's the one that they uh, mentioned as well. And uh, William Lockwood, not only his scoring chances, but playing. Key penalty kill time as as well, especially on the double minor that Sam Bennett had. I thought that was a big kill that the Panthers had, but not the most important kill. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually uh, I'm actually gonna talk a little bit about more of that later. But even with the St. Louis Blues, they they out the Panthers as far as as far as breakaway opportunities uh, for in this one. But even the Panthers, when they had even when excuse me the Blues, even when they did have their breakaway opportunities, you saw that you saw sustained pressure from the Panthers as far as back checking as well and not giving them the quality scoring chances too. So that's the one. There's one one shift where Ryan Lomberg thought he cleared the zone and then he quickly gets back for a backtrack to not even allow a scoring opportunity as well. Aaron Ekblad had a a great one on on Pavel Bushnevich who thought he had an easy scoring opportunity as well. Got to give credit to Anthony Stolars as well. Twenty stopped the last twenty six shots that he saw after after the St. Louis um, Blues scored on their third shot, which was their third shot in that sequence as well, too. So after really that first shift where the St. Louis Blues got their their a lot of zone time, where the Panthers really uh, were a little discombobulated. There, the the Panthers were re- were really we're really, uh, locking it in as, as far as that as, as well. And a lot of high stick penalties in this one too. So a lot, (laughs) lot of, a lot of, uh, hits to the head, um, face as well. But Matthew Kachuk, the hometown kid getting the, getting the hat trick as well on a, it's crazy. All eyes on Matthew Kachuk give and go with Carter Hagan, then scores on scores as he's falling to his side, redirects, uh, Forsling's, uh, point shot as well. And then that the hat trick, um, the hat trick, the empty netter, which the Panthers, you saw that they were trying to get him that hat trick. So it's just uh, crazy. I think just the run that the Panthers are on. Nobody had more than a point except Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk had nine shots on goal. So evenly distributed. So great to see.
1: Yeah, uh, Kachuk is playing the best hockey we've seen in a long time from him. Uh, Honestly, he could have had four goals. Uh, if you if you look at that uh between the legs attempt he went for. And I don't know if St. Louis would have pulled the goalie, if he had scored that and may have still ended up a hat trick, but he almost hit the highlight reel for that for a third mm-hmm. one. Um you can you can just see the confidence. Uh the power play has been on fire with that uh, that bumper play, uh the down low, then to Sam Reinhardt. Uh and and teams are gonna start keying in on it and they're gonna take that option away. And Matthew Kuchuk's confidence is high right now. He's gonna get a lot of chances to score himself in front of the net uh the Barkov shooting lane will be there the montour shooting lane is going to be there so you you can you can take away one option you can't take away everything uh, and kachuk is smart enough to find uh the other options there and and i think uh his his confidence is through the roof right now his, his passing he's decisive with his passing he's not second guessing he's shooting and and what we've kind of been waiting to see come along this year is the net front presence that he's had uh he's finally got that back uh, we, we saw a, a tip goal um, i didn't know he had a Quite that, that good of a one timer, uh, took him took himself off his feet with that one, but that was a big goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then the, the empty netter was 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 nice. You kind of kind of felt like they were going to force it to him. It uh, oh, yeah. still takes a lot of skill to <laughs> put it in from from that far away. That was that's a, that's not an easy shot. Um, I almost wish Stolars got got a better look at an empty netter, but um, it's We've uh, multiple it times this year from stolar yeah he, and, and he he looks for it when he gets the chance he, he does not hesitate he he looks for it and uh he even tried to play one off the wall i, I think he went for the bank shot in the mm-hmm. third period tonight um which which is funny and i think his teammates are starting to notice too if you heard yeah. uh barkhouse post game um but yeah i just i just thought it was uh it evenly distributed like you said everyone got in on it uh every line was was producing there were points on all four lines um i, I think uh, I think that's what you are looking for. A balance, and you need to see the bottom six start to produce, and that's finally happening. Uh, we've seen a lot of the bottom six guys contribute on this road trip.
0: Yeah, no no doubt. And it's great to see where you see a full, complete team effort as far as uh, the Panthers in getting their distribution of scoring and then capping up with the hometown kid, Matthew Kachuk, Uh, with his uh, third hat trick as a Florida Panther. But in segment number two, we're going to discuss more about our three stars of the game and when we thought this game was won or lost for the Florida Panthers. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And the NFL season just wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bo- bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet, like same game parlays, find bets in the new explore tab, make a parlay in, in, in a parlay hub. The best way to find popular parlays and more, So if you want to place some of those bets for the Miami Dolphins going into Kansas City where it looks like it's going to be zero degree weather on Saturday night, you might want to place your bets there. Or if you want to place your bets on Jacob's Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon as they take on the Green Bay Packers where the Dallas Cowboys have not lost a home game this year, you can place all those bets at FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Back on this Wednesday, January Tenth edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you for once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Wednesday. But Jacob, just a few things I want to read off uh, quickly before we get to three stars and uh, and uh, and when we thought this game was won or lost. Hits twenty to eleven, Florida and blocks. Excuse me, twenty-one to eleven, Florida blocks ten to eight. In favor of Florida as well. So, taking away a lot of the shooting lanes as well and bringing in their physicality. And we saw Yona Gadjevich do a little bit of this uh, during a little scuffle in uh, the neutral zone uh, in, in this one. So, just uh, great that, to see that there's a line that just gets into the other opposition's heads as well. But, uh, Jacob, so as far as three stars a game for me, it has to go Matthew Kachuk first, Anthony Stoller is the second. And for me, William Lockwood is going to be my third. It's not going to be often where we're going to have him in the in the in the three stars. So I want to give him his flowers because we don't know when when is going to be the next time for him as well. And and also uh, honorable mention of uh, Alexander Barkov uh, now fourteen points in the last eight. All of them are assists. So crazy to think how um, Barkov unself like unselfishly just consistently finding teammates. Uh, as far as your three stars, who are yours? Hold on, let me unmute you real quick. There we go.
1: Yep, I love I love the Lockwood inclusion. Um, I think he had a really really strong first period, and then he also got in on the penalty kill, which he hasn't had a lot of PK time. Uh, but he looked good on the kill. Um, he, he's he's really what you look for in a fourth line energy guy. So he he definitely gets an honorable mention for me tonight. Uh, Barkov definitely does too. Um, I feel like his game. He we talk about it all the time. He's the most well rounded player in in the entire sport. He's, he's a two-way superstar, but uh, the fact that he's able to, to kind of adjust his game to what the team needs is kind of, uh, it's an underrated skill. When he needs to be physical, he'll be physical. When he needs to hone in on defense, he can do that. Uh, When he needs to score goals, he can do that. And right now he's seeing that Kachuk is on fire, Reinhardt's on fire, He's kind of turned into a distributor. Uh, he's he's become one of the best passers in the game during this stretch because he he has that ability. Um, so so the the assist streak he's on is is pretty incredible to watch. Um, my three stars: number one, obviously Kachuk. Uh, he was fantastic. He, guy has four points. I think that's what eight points in the last two games. Um, it, he's he's playing ridiculous hockey right now. So he's my number one star. Number two, Anthony Stolarz. Uh, he was huge in that first period. Um, he he kept a minute. There were a couple of chances where we could have gone down two goals. A uh, couple chances where we we before we took the lead uh, could have gone down two one. And he kept he he kept uh, St. Louis at one goal the entire night. He's quietly putting up a really really incredible season yeah. statistically. Uh, without a doubt, one of the best backups in the game right now. Uh, and my third star is going to be Gus Forsling. Uh, I think he had a insane road trip uh a point in every game a point in every game uh for a defenseman that's pretty ridiculous um and if we're talking contract extensions i think he's he's got to be uh one of the first in line because he's 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 playing fantastic hockey uh he's been an anchor defensively and and the offensive production's coming and what an elite move to get to to head fake at the point and get that shot uh towards Kachuk's stick for the second goal that is for kachuk's um uh, second goal it, that that is a that's an incredible move from the point there's not not many defensemen can make that move so uh forsling gets my my third star tonight
0: yeah so not 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 can't go wrong with with that one for for sure uh and now Stolarz nine twenty three save percentage uh five three one as far as his record too so just incredible what they're doing around him too as well but uh when we thought this game was one or loss for me it was at the start of the third period and it was before Kachuk's goal. Let's also remind our uh, everybody, the Panthers, they had a a minute and 48 seconds on the PK which they went a perfect 4 for 4. Go figure, the Panthers' PK is just firing on all cylinders uh, and and giving the opposition nothing as far as their as far as scoring chances including stopping a double minor too on the night. But the moment that they that they killed off that double, um, that, excuse me, double winner was earlier, but the, the, but the penalty that they had going into the third period, which was Lundell, uh, high stick on Kevin Hayes and solar is tracking the puck well and, and working to get their clears. And then Matthew Kachuk scores shortly after that was my moment for me when I thought the game was won for the Florida Panthers. How about you?
1: Yeah. Um, I thought the game was won when the the Panthers came out and got a power play goal. Uh, right off the bat, uh, to start that second period, I, I, I didn't think that they were gonna uh, lose that lead. I, I thought they, I thought they would take it and run with it as soon as they got that. Uh, they've played such a good defensive game lately; uh, it, it's almost a lock when the power play scores that the Panthers are gonna shut the game down and win. Um, mm-hmm. When when special team struggles, that's when the team struggles as a whole. But when they get that power play goal. Uh, it seems like that more often than not is the, the thing that, that can push them over the top. And I think uh, after Sam Reinhart scored on the power play, I, I I really had no concerns the rest of the way. I, I figured they would pull it out. But um, definitely have to give some credit to the penalty kill tonight. There's been a couple times on this road trip where they've had to kill off extended penalties. You think about Vegas uh, having to kill off a, a very long five on three. You think of the, the double minor tonight. The penalty kill has stepped up in some really – uh, really, really intense situations with extended time, shorthanded, and I think uh, I think that that double minor kill was was crucial, um, and I think the kill to start the third period was big. Um, but for me, it's it's still special teams. But for me, it was the power play versus the penalty kill uh, that really gave them the edge tonight. But um, yeah, we'd like to see a, a a little bit fewer on the the high sticking calls. There were a couple of a couple of loose sticks tonight that were whacking people in the face. No one's teeth were, were safe. Uh, in this game i don't think anyone lost any but i uh, got pretty close brennan sod might have to visit the dentist but uh that was a <laughs> pretty pretty intense uh on the penalty kill and a lot of high sticks gotta gotta cut down the stick infractions but the penalty kill kills holding their own for sure yeah
0: even lomberg was grabbing a- onto his teeth in the, in the game too yeah. so glad that he's okay as well as as far as that so thank 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 goodness as far as that for, for sure but uh Great, great road trip the for for the Panthers coming home now as, as they will be facing the Los Angeles Kings at home who are currently on a six game uh, losing streak. But we're going to talk more of Kings on tomorrow's edition of the locked on Florida Panthers podcast. but I want to dedicate segment number three to discuss more about another report on Panthers extensions. but we might have we might have a little bit of a different idea of who could possibly get an extension as well of the names that we probably haven't mentioned in the last few weeks. We're gonna discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, Pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like Amoxicillin, right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, and this is scary. You can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if you, a significant other of yours or your kids get sick while a supply chain issues kept them from having life-saving medications they needed. Thankfully, you will be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of Bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical dot com. Segment number three here on this Wednesday, January 10th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Wednesday edition of the show. So, Jacob, we've been talking for weeks about What extent future extensions could look like for? We've talked about the big three on the roster. Rhino, Montour, and Forsling. And now, and let's backtrack a little bit. And I had to look back at a certain tweet. Back to November 13th. And this was before Montour and Ekblad came back from injury. About Kevin Weeks reporting. Something to keep an eye on as far as extensions for one of those three or even all three of them since that nothing has happened so we're talking two months here see that same report honestly seeing that again i just shrug my shoulders and say no expectations we we saw that report a few months ago and i'm not i'm gonna make the conscious choice to not be reactive about it until something happens which leads me also to something i thought about as well during the game the we spoke about weeks and even highlighted yesterday with david dork about kevin Stenlin, defensive zone draws late game situations and the panthers in recent seasons have given extensions to guys in the middle of the season for debt pieces and two players came to mind ryan lomberg a few years ago and josh maher i know josh maher is not part of the lineup right now but still when you get a debt piece and you and you believe in them and you think they could be part of your future while giving them somewhat of a raise, I don't expect Kevin Stenlin to get a little like too much of a raise, but but I think that that Bill Zito should try to extend Kevin Stenlin sometime soon because he can ex- sign an extension at any time. What are you, what are your thoughts on the Kevin Weeks report that surfaced again that he that he went back he tweeted again, the same thing from November and also a possibility of a Kevin Stenlin extension.
1: Yeah. So with the week's report, um, I'm, I'm not really moved by it. Um, I think, I don't think these discussions or negotiations ever really stopped. I think it's, it's, it's not something that was happening before was tabled and then just now picked up again. I don't think that's how uh, that's operated. It may have just been he may have reported it two separate times. But I think this is an ongoing process. Um, Sam Reinhardt, obviously, is putting up ridiculous numbers right now. Uh, you see the William Nylander extension come in and, and it can make you a little bit nervous about what Sam Reinhardt might might command on the open market. So it would uh, would make sense to try to get him extended. But I don't think there's any really any any unnecessary pressure uh, for that. think Brandon Montour, his camp, it'd be smart for them to wait it out personally, because he's, he's had a rough go since he got back from injury. The numbers really aren't there. So it would make sense for him to wait it out and see if he picks up his game. Um, Otherwise you could see him sign at a discount. Uh, And then, and Forsling um, that's a guy I think the Panthers are really going to prioritize. I don't think they want to let him go. Uh, You find gold like that on the waiver wire. That's, that's someone you want to keep long-term. And I, I, I don't really uh, worry about that. I think he will be a Panther long-term. It's, it's, uh, it's not a situation where, where it's an intense negotiation. It's not a situation like Steven Stamkos uh, potentially where he's unhappy with the offers that have been put in front of him. I think it's uh, just, it's a matter of time and, and, and having to make the cap work, decide who who you can fit and who you can't. Um, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out, but I'm not moved by that tweet at all. Uh, I think it's an ongoing process. And then, um, with Kevin Stenland, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I think I could really I really could see him getting like a, a one to two year extension and, and get his salary up over a million, um, which is perfectly reasonable for a fourth line center who can slide up to, to 3C. Uh and he's proven that he can do that. Uh, he's so valuable on the penalty kill, super important de- uh, with defensive zone draws, and he fits the the mold of the the big um the, a lot of size on the fourth line. He fits the mold of what Paul Maurice likes, uh, he's played for Paul Maurice before. Um, I think that's a guy the Panthers want to keep around. So, uh, he's, he's shattering his career numbers this year. Uh, definitely shouldn't break the bank. I, I, I would, I would be shocked if you, uh, have to pay over 1.5 per year for him. Uh, even that might be on the higher end, but that perfectly, perfectly reasonable, uh, price for a guy that you can keep around and he provides really important depth. So, if you get him for a two-year deal and get his salary up over a million per year, um, I think that that works for both sides, and I would not be shocked at all to see them pull that off in uh, in season.
0: Yeah, and, uh, honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if it goes to two. I mean, like no more than that as far as as far as an extension for Stenland. I mean, just what he does as far as physicality as well. It's, it's not just defensive zone draws and just able able to clean up clean up around the net too. Uh, I think that's a real. I, I think that's just a really uh, important uh, attribute that, that ste- Kevin Stadland has as far as what he brings to the table as well. And you mentioned Forsling about value on the waiver wire from what they got, and then you know when when someone proves himself the way Forsling has, you try to prioritize. I'm not sure what necess- necessarily what the order is is pr- prioritizing the three guys as far as Montour, Forsling, and Reinhardt. But I think mine would probably be Forsling, Montour, and Reinhardt, probably in that order, maybe because you never know if Mackie Semaskevich could have that goal production. Um, it might it might take a little bit for him. We haven't seen that out of Anton Lindell in the in the two two and a half three seasons that he's been here. So I mean, but at, at the same time, it, how how you 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 could be banking on on someone just playing a full season versus what you know, as a short sure thing. Reinhardt's going to have three straight 30 goal seasons in a Florida Panthers sweater. So that's, that's a, that's a hard decision as far as letting a guy walk too, as far as that, because of what you can, re- what you can replace that with. And it's, it's not a short sure thing as, as well for the next guy to come in and get, and get the same production out of that. And, but the Panthers struggling at first in the season with scoring, but Reinhardt being the the bright spot, You're, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a rock in a hard place kind of situation.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, this is what makes it so challenging with the salary cap. And at the end of the day, um, in order to keep all these guys, someone's going to be the odd man out. And if you don't keep all of them, one of these three guys is going to be the odd man out. That's just the way it goes. Um, it, it, if you want to prioritize keeping all three of them, someone would would have to wait until the off season uh, to get paid and it would require a trade. And my guess would be that that trade would come from, from the goaltender position with the amount of money that's being, uh, put into, into the goaltender position right now with, uh, with Spencer Knight making 4.5 mil on the cap. And then, uh, Bobrovsky's no trade clause becoming modified, no trade clause. I, there would, I would guess if you're going to keep all these guys, there'd be a, a corresponding move made at the goalie position, which, um, Definitely wouldn't want to see any of these guys go, but that's that would that would be how you make that math work. Uh, now that's obviously a, a discussion to have in the off season. Uh, we we don't worry about that right now because this is a contender, uh, and you want to keep you want to keep a contender together. Uh, so we'll we'll have that discussion when it's time to have that discussion. But uh, with those three guys, I think Forsling probably would be the one I'd prioritize the most. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been consistent since we picked him up, and like I said, you find a diamond in the rough like that, you don't want to let them walk and you don't want to let someone else reap the benefits of what you've developed. Um, and and I think he's really developed into a cornerstone piece. To me, he's kind of what the Panthers hoped Mike Matheson was going to turn into. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an incredible skater, uh, su- super reliable defensively, blocks shots, does everything right, uh, can contribute offensively in all situations, uh, type of defender. Uh, he's a guy you want to keep around. And then, when you get when you look at Reinhardt and Montour, I think Montour had uh, really the one breakout year, but it, it's an absolutely monster year. Um, so you, you can't discount that. And then Sam Reinhardt, he's been consistent. Uh, he's played with a lot of different line mates. But the big question was, can he do it with Barkov? Because he hadn't been able to really uh, until this year. And now he's he's showing he can. So uh, I can understand committing long term to him. Um, he, he fits the, the timeline with the other guys on the team, the, the rest of the core, all about the same age. Um, and, and that would make a lot of sense. And I think one other thing that you consider with this is uh, you also want to look at what you gave up to get uh, these guys. And Brandon Montour came at the cost of a third round pick. Uh, Sam Reinhart came at the cost of Devin Levi and a first. Uh, that's, that's a little bit higher price. And I think that probably pushes him above Montour in the pecking order for who, gets paid first Fair um, enough. At, at the end of the day, I, I would love to see all three of them stay. And if, uh, if you can make the math work and if all three of those guys are committed, maybe to taking a little less to make sure someone else gets theirs, that wouldn't shock me at all. Um, but again, this, uh, this is a contending team. So we'll, we'll let the contracts work themselves out. That's what Zito gets paid for. And, and we get to hopefully watch this team can compete for a Stanley cup again this year. So, uh, it should be a good ride.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely not jealous of that position as far as like who to pay, who not to pay, and all that stuff. Yeah. So definitely not. But, Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining me once again on another successful Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Now an eight-game winning streak for the Florida Panthers as they, re- re- they will return home on Thursday night against the L.A. Kings 90s night from Amherst Bank Arena. So tell everybody where they can follow you online, my friend.
1: Yep, you can follow me on x at jacobwinans Eight. Um, my phone is blowing up since that game ended. Uh, so shout out to that blues fan who handed his hat to a Panthers fan to throw on the ice. It seems like every Panthers fan on earth seemed to to see that and is now just spamming my, that, that, uh, that post. So shout out to Panthers fans and that blues fan for, uh, for doing the right thing in that situation. That was really cool. That's, that's what we like to see.
0: Yep. For, for, for sure. Uh, and thank, thank you once again. And I'll see you next week, my friend.
1: Awesome. Looking forward to it.
0: And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time. The Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Sir Odin, and Lockdown NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Weinan's. And you've been listening to Locked Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.